Hello and welcome to Buy Positive. These are your hosts, Mari and MD. And today we have an interview with a very special someone who is the founder of Ilva Publishing, one of the very few but very important queer book publishers. My name is Astrid Oletz. I'm German and living in Germany. I'm the founder and owner of Ulva Publishing. We are an independent publishing house of diverse queer books with a focus on lesbian fiction. As a training, I'm actually a library assistant, but I've worked for over 20 years in international law firms and around eight years ago decided that I don't want to work as a personal assistant until I'm too old to do something else. So I decided to quit and here we are. So how did you decide to start the uh, start the company? When I get that question, I always say there's an official and an unofficial version. The official version will be in the book, um, in my biography that I will publish in 20 years. <laughs> <laughs> But the reality is I never planned to. I, I wrote stories, manuscripts myself. And when I started or decided to, to quit as a in the law firms and do something else. I actually wanted to write and publish uh, my own stories. When I decided to do that, a friend who's well known in the lesbian fiction world under the um, name Jay, she's mm -hmm. a German and she came and said, oh, if you do that, you think you could take on my books as well? And I was like, yeah, okay. And then came another friend and said, oh, could you? And I was like, okay, now we need to find a name. So we decided for Ulva, which is the old Swedish name for a female wolf. Then, like two years later, I didn't have time anymore to write anything. I only published one book <laughs> I wrote. And um, suddenly, uh, yeah, suddenly Ulva grew and grew and grew. Um, so not blend at all, but I don't complain. And I mean, we met you at, at Klexicon in London. Mm -hmm. When when did you make the decision to start publishing paperback books and going to these kinds of events to promote mm -hmm. yeah, promote your authors? We, we did paperbacks from the very beginning. The cool thing about the internet and also I'm someone who don't complain about Amazon a lot because without Amazon we wouldn't exist. So while we make most of our money and sell most of our books As ebooks, we always did paperbacks. Most authors really only feel they published something when they hold a paperback in their hands. They are just more real than ebooks. As you said, we met at, at Klexacon. Uh, we can't very well sell ebooks on our <laughs> So, and, and the other thing, deciding to go to events, we, we are a very, very small team. We, we regularly go to the International Book Fair in Frankfurt. We go to Pride Cologne, which is the biggest pride in Germany. We've been at Klexacon Las Vegas last year and some other events. It's just, Usually when you work on books, if you're an author or a publisher, it's just so great to meet readers and, and whoever in real life. Plus, for example, last year in Cologne, um, you have 300,000 people there on, on the Sunday when the parade is. And last year in Cologne, when we had the vendor table, um, we had we met several really, really interesting people. There was one younger girl who came up to our table, looked at all of our books and said, are those all books about queer women and I was like yes and then and she was like you I could see that she was thinking 
she looked at me and said, and are they dying in the end? <laughs> and I was like, no. <laughs> and and she had tears in her eyes, no kidding. There are still a lot of people who don't know that this kind of literature exists and it means a lot to them once they discover it. I mean, you, you also recommended some books to us and mm-hmm. we managed to actually have a conversation with Jay just a couple of days uh, ago. You started the company in... 2011. Mm-hmm. And since then, the publishing house grew and you've gotten mm-hmm. more authors. Do you think the trend in literature has changed? As you mentioned before, you know, those stories where everybody dies at the end and the lesbians are never happy. Has that changed? Has it become more positive? That's a good question that I can't really <laughs> yes or no. Um, I've worked too long in law firms. The answer is it depends. But I think generally speaking, yes. Um, I remember I was a reader before I I started or founded Ulva Publishing. And I know that it was so hard to find books for queer women uh, with a a happy ending. I, I mean, there was a time where we knew buying those books that they wouldn't end well, but at least there was a book with a queer main character. It was a shame that they all either died, were killed, went into an asylum or whatnot. But that was the kind of representation that was out there. And what I really like is that nowadays you you have like, sometimes I, I think maybe too many books every day that are published, but then you have mysteries with a queer women main character, superhero stories with a queer female character you have romances naturally um this morning i just signed with an with an author about two books young adult fantasy with a very queer diverse cast and the the variety of books and genres existing is is really really great and cool to see it's it's so much more than just romance and don't misunderstand me romance is is great it also has a very political aspect depending on where you live um, especially but I like the variety of books with mm-hmm. queer protagonists that we have nowadays. I'm, I'm realizing that the burial gay um, <laughs> trope mm. in, in movies on TV we know it comes from you know all the Hollywood mm. golden age and censorship and and mm. And that you had to um, uh, to um, show um, appropriate representation, therefore dead yeah. or unhappy representation of uh, yeah. queer people. Where does it come from in books? Well, there was a time in Germany. I I don't maybe somewhere else in the world, but a time in Germany. Um, you probably know about 1920s to 1930s something, where in Berlin you had a very positive, vibrant uh, queer community. And we all know what happened then um, politically. And I think that um, one thing is you had to find a publisher back then to publish your book. Um, Self-publishing didn't really exist. So which kind of books did publishers sign for? The other thing is, where where did you sell books back then? Which bookshops would have listed positive representation for LGBTQ characters? Um, I think the gatekeepers back then were really hard to go around. Um, also, 
I think that probably um, a lot of authors back then didn't have a very, very, yeah, good feeling about themselves. You That wasn't the time where it was really, you weren't affirmed in a positive way. That thankfully has changed. But without self-publishing, without the internet, I think it was really, really hard to even get books out in any way. Uh, you also compiled a collection of erotic stories was that a decision that was um, difficult to make to move more towards the uh, raunchier side of fiction <laughs> I like good erotica personally I don't like porn that is a uh, um, just my thing mm-hmm. but I like good and well written erotica which is if it if it's well done it's really hard to write because for me, um, sex scenes are not just about the act, but they are about communication. So we don't have a lot of erotica because my my standard to accept um, erotic manuscripts are very, very high. But if done well, it can be fun. Um, I think it also can show something about the relationship between two people, like sex without dialogue. Mm-hmm. I don't believe in that. <laughs> <laughs> That's quite true. Yeah. And um, in terms of your readership, mm-hmm. this is a question that we also asked Jay because we were quite curious. Do you get a lot of um, a lot of straight readers? Yeah. And do you get feedback from them? She, um, well, let me, maybe not as much as we would like. It's it's really as, as soon as I tell people, when I tell people I own a publishing house, they are very interested mm-hmm. because you wouldn't, you wouldn't um, believe how many people are like, oh, I have that manuscript I've written years ago. <laughs> <laughs> and um, and when they then the next question is, so what do you publish? And when they when I tell them books about queer women or um, I have to say lesbian or bi women uh, because many people don't know what queer actually means, um, you automatically see that they are not interested anymore, or they believe we only publish erotica. So we do have straight readers, that's true, but um, there's a bit of a funny taste about lesbian and bi fiction where often people don't take it serious, like, oh, it's just that. Mm-hmm. If, like, um, I, I understand that maybe romance may not be that attractive. I always try to encourage um, people to pick up our mysteries or pick up our sci-fi or whatever. It's just really written very well. Some do. And often the reactions then, if they give it a try, are very positive. It's not that easy to break through that wall of what people believe lesbian or bi-fiction really is, which mm-hmm. is not true but they 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 have a funny idea about that and um, as for the future do you plan to expand your your selection to include perhaps queer men as well um no (laughs) (laughs) no that's that's just again it's my personal decision um i um i want to publish the things i want to read and i want to focus on queer women Actually, I would make a lot more money if I published books with queer men, especially romance. There's a lot of money in the market, but that's just not our thing. Um, I believe there's still a lot of work to do and 
um, it's actually enough work for us. Um, I just don't want to expand because of money, as funny as that sounds, but I need to be able to stand behind what I'm doing. We, we, we want to try to be more and more diverse. That is actually the one thing we are striving for. And that is hard to sell in our market often. That's enough work for me already. Mm-hmm. So, just now, so how many, how many books do you, have you published? How many books are actually still available? The funny thing is I've, I've actually really just counted them last <laughs> week um, because of a statistic we made, what are our bestsellers and our all-time bestsellers. So we published over 150 titles since we started. And um, we do publish books in English and in German and also a handful of Italian and Spanish titles. So there are a lot of, I, I think for a small publishing house, actually quite a lot of books. Um, and is it difficult to, um, to secure funding to publish queer fiction? Um, we, we are not funded. We are a business. Um, so we, we, we are not funded from the state or from anyone. We really we make money with selling our books and then we take the money to invest in new books. Mm-hmm. And um, also my wife and I, we are living from what we make of Ulva and um, we'll have two more employees and there's there's actually no funding from anyone, really just a business as every other business is. We have amazing authors and readers really trust us. I'm so happy when I talk to readers. The two things we continuously hear is, if I pick up a book from Ulva, I know it's quality, it's well edited. Um, and the other thing, and that makes me even happier, to be honest, is um, that often people say you're such a diverse publishing house. We um, have a lot of books where um, either a main character or a lot of side characters um, are women of color. We have trans characters in our books. Um, and trust me, not not all readers like that. We sometimes get reviews or um, mails from readers who are not happy. Most are, and and it's that is that is so great to see and hear, and that is what we are working for. And I I know that the question I'm going to ask you is a bit like asking someone to pick a favorite between their <laughs> children, but <laughs> do you have like yeah. Um, Maybe not a book to recommend, but a book that's, uh, or some books that are closer to your heart, also maybe because of stories around them and how they got published. You know, I'm, I'm, uh, I hope none, none of my authors is listening in. (laughs) (laughs) Actually, um, maybe it's, it's one of, let me, let me um, point out a book that is actually not selling well, but is my favorite of last year. It's it's the book all of us dreamed about when we watched Lara Croft and wished she was loving women. It's a book which is a mixture between Indiana Jones and Lara Croft, and it's really just fun. It's called Easy Nevada and the Pyramid's Curse. It's a fortune hunter meets an archaeologist, and naturally there's a curse, and they are running around pyramids, and they are hunted by people who want what they have and it's just it's just fun and it's 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 a great book 
Yeah, it sounds like fun. <laughs> yes, it is. And it's um, it's different. Um, it's not a romance, though there's a lot of flirting going on, and it's not really political, and it's not really a book where you think deep thoughts. It's just a book that it's a popcorn kind of book, like there are popcorn movies. This is a popcorn book. <laughs> and if there is a book that you would recommend mm -hmm. to start people off in... You know, because a lot of the times there's so much queer fiction out there, especially given oh. ebooks, it's hard to find something, something good and something insightful mm -hmm. that will lead to more reading of queer fiction. So, is there like a gateway book that you would recommend? <laughs> I've actually never thought about this. Um, it, it the problem is um, lesbian fiction really is the or, or queer fiction is the umbrella term and then there are people who only read romance people who only read mystery and so on I and mean, one of the books i think you picked up um or i hoped i handed it over to you at klexa corners mm -hmm. who'd have thought by g benson yes that is really um an amazing book. I mean, it's over 120,000 words. So this is basically like two books. And there's a non-binary character. And we got a lot of email from readers who were complaining about all the mistakes in the book um, because of the they, them. So it, it, it educated a lot of people as well. And it's a romance. And it's also very clever. I think that is a real good book to start you just I'm just scrolling through all books because <laughs> um, you talked to Jay so I'm sure you talked about mm -hmm. Jay's books yeah. but also another outstanding author is Lee Winter she's an Australian author and she published several books with us she's an, an amazing um, author um, she wrote a thriller she wrote romance um, so all of Lee Winter's books um, are really high quality in writing, and I would suggest them. I don't know really where to, you know, we have, so I, lo I personally love to read young adult books. We have some <laughs> amazing young adult books, or all-age books, as, as they are called. Gosh, have a look at our website, I can only say, and we, we do have sales every month, so <clears throat> there's a good book chance readers who want to start can pick up a book for a reduced book for a good price um, where they can just start basically mm -hmm. um, and then never stop. <laughs> <laughs> there is a, a quite a large group of people online who are part of the queer community that write fiction and fan fiction in general. Mm. A lot of aspiring writers and artists out there who would want to get published. Do you have any advice for, for people like that? Yeah. Oh, there's so many advice. My brain is just at the moment like, oh, what do I do? <laughs> um, what's very important is don't send in your first draft if you want to get published. If you if you want to send a manuscript to a publishing house, um, once you've finished writing it, set it aside for a couple of weeks. Um, mm -hmm. Because we get so many submissions. We do the same thing readers do open up a manuscript or a book, um, read the beginning. And if the beginning doesn't catch our interest, that's it for you. 
-hmm. And if there are too many mistakes, that's it for you. So the first manuscript is really important. Take your time. Also, unfortunately, but that is, again, just my personal opinion. Unfortunately, there are so many books published every day that it's hard to stand out. Learn a bit about marketing. Mm. Um, writing. When If you think writing is the hard part, you're in for a surprise. <laughs> <laughs> um, and um, there are a lot of people, good people on the internet who, who share their understanding and their knowledge. Read up on how do I, how can I sell my book? What do I need to do if I want to, uh, if I want to sell my book? Um, the struggle begins after you finished, unfortunately. But I don't want to be too negative. As I said this morning, I signed um, with a new author um, who was at Klexacon. Her writing is so outstanding and so good um, that I read her two books in three days instead of the two months I told her it would take. And um, if you if if the writing of the story if if it all works well together, um, you run in open doors at publishing houses. We are all looking for the for the good manuscripts, and we don't usually pub. We, fantasy is hard to sell, and she we signed with her for two young adult fantasy books. Um, and I'm very very. Um, careful with fantasy but her her manuscripts were so good that i was just like i i i need we need to sign with her perseverance mm -hmm. if one publishing house said no it doesn't mean your book is bad it just means that's not what they are looking for send it into another publishing house we all know how many times jk rowling was rejected um, you just have to and then sometimes even um, ask if they could tell you why they rejected it. We, we, we don't have the time to tell every author why we did reject, but sometimes we do. And then that's pro probably something where, where you can learn and maybe even resubmit at a later point. So don't give up, but be open to learn. Maybe that's, yeah, that's the thing. This is a bit of an additional question, but because... You said you published in, in so in in English, in German, and, and some um, Spanish and Italian. Mm -hmm. uh, but are, where are your authors from? Because they're not. They're, it seems like they are from all over the world. They are. Um, that's that's pretty cool. Um, we have authors um, from Australia. We have authors from Canada, from the U.S. Um, we have um, actually I have a map here um, hanging on the side of my on my of my office where little flags are penned into mm -hmm. and I can see where they are from from England from Germany from France from yeah from all over the world and I'm still kind of collecting <laughs> authors. I love it I love that 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 we have so diversity it's another part of diversity isn't it not to we have books that that are set in, most of the books actually are set in the US, I think, but books that are set in Australia and in England and in Germany, and, and I love it. I love it. Thank you so much for talking to us. It was a, a real pleasure talking <laughs> to you.
Yes, thank you. And uh, may we meet again at some event. <laughs> Hopefully. <laughs> Hopefully, yes. Bye-bye. Yeah. Okay, thank you very much and uh, talk to you soon. That's it for this week's episode. We will absolutely link you to all of Ilva Publishing's social media, including their website. Meanwhile, please follow us on SoundCloud, iTunes, and Twitter. Until next week, bye.